Okay, poet. Okay, poet. Okay. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates murders, non crimes. You've got a murder case for us today, Kira? Uh, worse. <laughs> worse than murder. Mm-hmm. Yes, much worse. <laughs> Yay. We're about to take a serious turn on this show, everyone. How are you, Griff? What's going on? I am good. Um, I have a good friend from New York coming in this weekend. Shout out to Luca, who is an avid listener. Oh, yes. No, not you, Kira. (laughs) You're next week, right? I'm coming next weekend. Yeah. Oh, so like this coming weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I have two friends coming (laughs) from New York to Los Angeles. Um, we'll talk about you later, but my friend Luke and I, we're going to go out to the desert. We're going to have a, you know, a moment to reset ourselves and I get to show him LA. He hasn't been here since he was a little baby. He's still a little baby, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to like show LA to a friend who hasn't really seen it yet. And I have a car now. So I'm first, first visitor to me with the car. So I'll be able to show them my LA holistically, which I'm very excited about. Can I ask you a question, Griff? No. Reading between the lines. Yeah. Are you becoming more spiritual? (gasps) Interesting question, Kira. Yes, I would say that I am. It's it's interesting coming from the East Coast to the West Coast because, and just from my perspective, structured religion isn't as prevalent here comparatively to Boston where, you know, I mean, we went to Boston College, so that was obviously a big... (laughs) part of the the institution there. And then I think just because it's New England, certain more organized religions are kind of the leading thought there or just, you know, what people turn to for guidance. Mm -hmm. And then when I came here to LA, it was, to your question, way more spiritual. Astrology was massive here. Every set, every like bar that I've gone to, at least one person's like, oh, what's your sign? And when I first got here, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think I'm a believer in a lot of different things. I think kind of cherry picking things from different beliefs and thinking about them is really intriguing to me. I don't subscribe to one singular kind of way of thought, I suppose. But yeah, I I would say the spirituality of Los Angeles has really been lovely. And I think especially with what I pursue it, there's, you've got to turn to something like there's not always metrics of performance in what I'm doing. And Hey, in like two years, you're going to be here and two years, you're finally not going to be on a budget. Like there's no, I just need something to turn to, to kind of help me really justify what I'm doing. So, Mm. sorry, that was a long answer, but I thought about it a lot and, uh, it's definitely sunk into me a little bit just from, I guess, osmosis. Love it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in the sun God, Kira? (laughs) Um, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) okay are you ready for today's crime perfect (laughs) yes i am a murder one right (laughs) yes that's right okay (laughs) no this um this crime is incredible this crime has been submitted by sienna sienna yes and it is a tinder related crime Ooh, this could be our very first dating app crime. It just might be. And that is surprising. But this is a a doozy of a crime to begin with. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Cool. 
I'm going to swipe right on this one. (laughs) Way back in the early-ish days, 2014, of the infamous dating app Tinder, I was in my mid-20s and enjoying single life, going on lots of dates with interesting people, and subsequently making my fair share of happy hour fodder to contribute with my friends every week. Okay, poet. Okay, poet. Okay. <laughs> yep. So we're we're in the mix. We're dating. We're on Tinder. And 2014, that's when we graduated college. And I remember mm-hmm. Tinder was like, we were just, it was kind of just starting to be a thing. Like I remember sophomore year, I had a friend who was on Tinder and we were, we all thought he was going to get murdered. But then by senior <laughs> year, we were like, okay, yeah, this is viable. Yes. I remember it popping off. Honestly, 2014 was the year that I got on Grinder as the dating app of choice. And I put, I'll say dating app in quotes, air quotes. But yes, I remember my my uh, my straights popping off on Tinder for sure mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. this area. So it was fun. It was easy. It was entertaining. But nothing, nothing could have prepared me for Seth. <laughs> when Seth and I matched, there was some fun banter back and forth on the app. He seemed smart, and we had an easy rapport. However, we hadn't found a time to meet up in the first few weeks. His availability was spotty at best, and I myself was going on other dates and doing other things, so I didn't think much of it. This was pretty normal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Any, Sounds uh, normal. Are you having any premonitions, Griff, of where we might be going? <laughs> I hope it's not murder. Um, she's writing to us from beyond the grave. With with. Dates specifically coming from dating apps, I don't have any idea where this is going. And that's the issue with dating apps. It's like it can go left field, right field, center field. Like it, you could hit a home run. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus, look, I was with my straights this week and all these baseball analogies. <laughs> so, no, I don't have an idea where this is going. But if she's submitted it to us, I hope that it's going to take us on a, a kooky journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hope everything is okay so they're doing that dance that like you know three-week dance where you can't quite find a time to meet in person because you're not quite prioritizing it because you haven't actually met yet yep yeah and this i guess was before obviously before tiktok before instagram as well was huge Mm -hmm. instagram was just taking off so in this in this three weeks i'd also be like stalking their socials to see if they're relatively like viable for me Mm -hmm. also normal yeah so they don't have this back then Okay. At this point, you'd probably be on the Facebook. <gasps> yes. Rest in peace. Just kidding. It's still doing fine. <laughs> so one day, Seth asked me to dinner, but a late dinner, 930, because he had an event he needed to attend beforehand. Mm-hmm. I wrote back and suggested drinks instead because I'm not a maniac. He agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I might have added that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I have two roommates. That evening... One roommate, Lizzie, and I decided to go out for dinner around six before (gasps) my date. What? I'm getting an idea of where this is going, maybe. You might be, you might not. Okay. (laughs) The other roommate, Shelby, tells us she had dinner plans with a friend and her boyfriend, but will see us after. Typical evening in our house. So everybody's splitting up, doing their own thing. Our protagonist has a date with Seth scheduled for 930. Work. So, when Lizzie and I return home, we see that Shelby has brought over house guests, presumably her friends from dinner. 
When I walk into the house, I see a face that looks familiar, but I can't quite place it. <laughs> and then it clicks. There he is in my house with his girlfriend, <gasps> Seth from Tinder. Oh my gosh. How crazy. A, I'm not a huge fan of people inviting people over without like a warning. And I. It's her apartment. Oh, she can have anybody in her apartment that she wants. You know what? I learned my first roommate here in L.A. I would often bring home friends just to like Kiki after a bar or something. And my roommate was like, hey, I just I, I wasn't expecting this. I need the space to recharge. I was going to you know have a quiet night in. I don't want to like talk to a stranger. And it is 8 p.m. <laughs> OK, it is 8 p.m. And these women are in their early 20s. <laughs> Nobody needs to ask somebody to have somebody over at 8 p.m. Okay, then, Maggie, I hope you're listening. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Seth from Tinder with his girlfriend is sitting in in our protagonists. Yeah. Oh, and furthermore, she has plans. She had dinner plans and then date plans. Whoa. But sandwiched right in between, this is where he is. Wow. All right. I'm excited to hear where this goes. Okay. So Shelby introduced her friend and her boyfriend to both Lizzie and me in our kitchen. I'm trying to play it cool, though I'm freaking out on the inside. And I go through the motions, though I'm obviously shocked. I can't decide if I should blurt out his transgressions. So I decide to instead see how this all plays out. Mm -hmm. Now that feels like a griff move to me. Oh, do you see me sip? I would literally be across the room going. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know that. Oh, yes, that would be my move. I don't think I have the. I don't think it would be me to be to just scream it out loud. I just want to see where this is going. A, I'd be like, I'm not obviously going to be moving forward with this person. So let's play, play a little cat mouse here. Mm. Try to trick me. Yeah. You're in my house now, baby. Yeah. So I'm even in my head questioning, maybe this isn't him. Just the same name and looks with his profile pic. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Totally. You're going through all the like, no, no, this can't be. This can't be. But this can't be. He has an event. <laughs> Who knew the event is being at my house? <laughs> yeah. And the event. She's beautiful. <laughs> Seth who I assume at this point is a full-on sociopath, doesn't even flinch. In fact, he's serving up pure chaos. He is chatty. He is engaging. He's asking questions to get to know us. What? <laughs> Our submitter writes. What? What? <laughs> I, of course, didn't expect an immediate confession, but a little sign that he's human would have been nice. So I announced that I need to get ready for my date. Whoa. Again, he doesn't flinch, and I bolt to my room. I then immediately text Lizzie to come to my room to share this juicy development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sussing out that things have gotten a little weird, Seth and his girlfriend tell Lizzie they're going to head out. Once they're gone, Lizzie comes into my room and is shocked and horrified to learn the news. Apparently, Shelby and this girl have been dating for a year. 
Lizzie has met them multiple times. While we're all in my room talking about the insanity of the evening, I get a message notification on Tinder. It's Seth who says, LOL, that was weird. Still on for tonight? <gasps> oh my God. Seth is a messy boy. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, and you know, not to, I mean, yeah, this is giving like non-empathetic, no perspective. Like I, the world revolves, revolves around me, which one could attribute to being a sociopath. I'm not, mm-hmm. we'll have to ask our expert witness on another case, I suppose, but, um, mm-hmm. Wow. To text right after and say, are we still on is a move? Mm. Oh, Seth. And I, well, does she, does she go? Do you want to find out? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't respond because yikes. But then we're faced with a dilemma. Does Shelby tell the girlfriend? Mm -hmm. She just, what, what do you think? Oh, that's what I was thinking too. We should have like a little sidebar right now. I, yes, I think Mm -hmm. my, my gut instinct is to be, it's a, is to say yes. And to somehow like bring this guy down a few episodes ago, you had mentioned, I think it was our, uh, our school bus episode. You're like certain, certain moments you want to like gather together with a group and be like, screw the man, let's stick it. Let's bring down the system. And clearly Mm -hmm. this person is just disregarding a year relationship he's been in, which is, I, um, for my end, a significant amount of time to be with someone. Yeah. And then also you're, you know, you're mishandling my emotions as someone you want to potentially date. So like the least common denominator in the, these shitty situations is you. So <laughs> let's like solve for X and get your ass out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Solve for X and figure out why the fuck you're pulling this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like so bizarre. So yeah, I would like, I love that she brought Lizzie into her room. They had like a, a team huddle and I would yeah. for sure like. I guess I, I wonder if his girlfriend knows this is going on, A, but th- those are questions you can ask once you once you get her attention because I think well, she deserves yeah, to like know. A, well, it's like a win-win because if there is an excuse like, oh, we're actually open, yeah, then it won't matter when you tell her. Totally. And in which case, uh, Seth, correct? It was Seth. Mm-hmm. Seth needs to lead with that because, you know, something like this could have happened and it did. Like, just say you're open if you are and that, yeah, just to clarify. Absolutely. That, that will keep people or it will, you know, push people away. Some people are not into that, rightfully so. But yeah, if that were the case, you have to be honest with it. But it seems like Seth doesn't really know how to communicate very well. No, no. It's giving trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving trust issues. Okay. So Shelby decides to tell the girlfriend. So we gather all the information from my Tinder screenshot, screenshot, screenshot for mm. reinforcement in case the girlfriend thinks we're unhinged and yep. what, you know, affair. Yep. So Shelby shares it. The girlfriend had no idea and oh. was heartbroken. Oh. They immediately broke up. I never talked to or saw Seth ever again. And thank God I never walked into my house to see a Tinder date standing in my kitchen again. <laughs> wow. Oh, I feel heartbroken for his girlfriend. But I mean, thank God. Like, that's mm-hmm. what's scary about dating apps. There's so much anonymity. This could have gone on for a really long time. 
You're so right. Where, what was I? Oh my gosh. So I've just gotten back into watching The Housewives. I downloaded Peacock to watch Yellowstone and it has all of The Housewives. So just good background shows. You and I love reality TV. Mm-hmm. And on one of the episodes of Salt Lake City, the <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. This woman, Meredith, and her on and off again husband mm-hmm. were talking about giving each other their phones to look through as like a exercise of trust. Ooh. And I don't know that that's like, you know, you should, ha- you should trust your partner to have like, to be behaving on their phone. I don't think I would need to like take your phone and go through it to feel okay. But at the same time, I would, I would like you to maybe not fuck me over and be dating other people if we're committed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, to your point, like you have, no idea what people in general, let alone your partner, is doing on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, oh, yeah, Seth is just kind of a creep for that. Mm-hmm. Big time. That's tough. It's tough. Would you like to hear the happy ending? Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> no pun. Well, sort of. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> so our protagonist writes, I do end up meeting my now husband on Tinder two okay. years after this event. So, hey, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, I guess. But (laughs) be careful out there, folks. Is that the saying? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's a new one for me. See, Griff, this is why we're compatible. (laughs) You are up on new lingo. And me, I know incredibly old phrases that your grandmother would use. (laughs) Our relationship is just a beautiful one. Okay, so she, you know, I I know plenty of people who have found their partner in a beautiful relationship through dating apps. And Mm -hmm. to be quite frank, like the more we move to being digital creatures, the more and more or I guess the less that when our parents are like, oh, just go out to a local bar and find your sweetheart, buy them. a. It's like, yeah, that still happens. But as a group of people, as millennials, I'll say we're losing the skill set to do that. So turning to apps is oftentimes just easier for us for better or worse. Mm. For me, I'm exposed to a lot more people that are not just in my area. And as a, as a young queer person, when I was growing up, dating would have been a lot, probably I would have dated period because people in my town weren't really (laughs) viable for me. But at the same time, it opens you up to a, a, a big potential for, just like kooky characters. Mm-hmm. And I know that from Grinder and from I'm on Raya and a few others too. It's just, there's a, there's a, a detriment to having kind of the world at your dating fingertips. Yeah. There's a de a desensitization for sure. Mm-hmm. And well, it just, it makes it too easy for the dogs like Seth. Well, t- totally. And I just, I'm curious what Seth was even thinking. Like you're in a year long relationship. You're, and you're like, secretly dating behind their back like are you unhappy in the relationship are you like addicted to i know some friends that are actually like addicted to the mechanics of swiping and the, like the search and the hunt and yeah. i think in general it makes it hard to settle and once you do settle then maybe you're still like craving that like connection rush of of, of sorts you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh sethy poo sethy poo all right. Well, do you have any more questions before we head into our deliberation? I don't or think verdict? so. Do we know? Do we know? <laughs> Season two. Do you know where this crime is being submitted from? Like what general area? 
Yes, it was sent to our inbox. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, this story took place in our inbox. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. And I didn't ask because I was like, we're not going to say anyway. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. I don't know. Like I was going to be like, well, this, are there kookier characters in certain areas? But I, I can't. I'm not. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, uh, this story took place in uh, Ann Arbor. <sighs> Classic Ann Arbor. No I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, no, let's uh, let's tick through the verdicts. Um, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I still, okay. yeah, let's tick through the verdicts. Okay, cool. Let's start with Seth. Guilty of a petty crime? I find Seth innocent. No, Seth is Seth is guilty. Seth is messy. He's guilty. He is not respecting people's. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I will say is for anyone who's with people like this, the like ability to hide things is very interesting. And I think that's mm. why characters like these are very, you know, readily TV available or in films, like their ability to kind of trick people and to get away with it is fascinating to me. I don't think it's obviously empathetically correct, but it's fascinating that he's able to live two different kind of existences. Oh, and God, for yeah. me, for me, it's like, Seth, why? Like, you know, this story has inspired me to be like, why are you choosing to be this messy and to step out on your year-long girlfriend mm. to mishandle? Sorry, remind me what our protagonist's name is. Um... Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Mosby, yeah, that's yep, that, that's what it was. Um, to step out on Mosby, on Mosby like that is uh... no wait. Well, they were stepping out on their girlfriend, who we never gave a name to. Oh right, sorry. Yes, exactly. Or to 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 be mis like handling Mosby's time, and I don't know, man. We're all, <laughs> we're all out here trying to find our connection. It's like, yeah, you've found yours, dude. Like, don't be fucking greedy. Well, yeah, whatever. I, um, I, I know. So yeah. Seth's Chalk guilty. Do you to, agree? Mm-hmm. Chalk it up to immaturity. Hope he's not pulling that anymore. But yeah, people without a guilty conscience are so scary. And you know what? My gut is telling me that he didn't learn his lesson because I think to oh. go up to like do such a like a theatrical. I got you. To me is reads habitual into maybe character. And mm. I would like to I mean, I don't really care, but like for our protagonist's sake and his ex-girlfriend, I suppose, I'd like to say that this taught him a lesson, but my gut says it did not. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now, how about the girlfriend is guilty of nothing. She's not doing anything. We already know that. Mm -hmm. Now, how about our protagonist guilty of a petty crime for not handling it in the moment? petty to wait till after the fact what's your what's your judgment i her name was frederica i um (laughs) i don't find her guilty at all i love that she maintained her composure because you know what to our discussion about maybe them being open maybe the information the fact that he ended up in her living room is like a, a statistical anomaly and so i don't know that it would have been worth coming out with all the emotions Mm. And I'm saying this again, watching the housewives again, like sometimes it's good to just take a sec, breathe, collect yourself, to remove yourself from the environment, maybe gather your girlfriend for a sidebar and then make kind of a strategy. Um, yeah. 
So I find her innocent for how she approached this. And I commend her for Mm. kind of the poise with it. And I think with a lot of our crimes, well, maybe this is one of your verdict questions, but no. So I think she approached it well and she handled it very well. Cool. Yeah. Does a part of you wish that it all could have gone down in the moment? Like, we've got a date at 930. Is this you? I know it is, Seth. You're acting <laughs> crazy. Like yeah. you're. Oh, are you asking me getting to know you questions? You already know where I work. I work <laughs> in PR. <laughs> yeah. Check my Tinder, bitch. No, for sure. Like, part of me again tuning into these types of shows. It's like tuning into this crime. Part of me wishes it kind of would have blown up and was it was just like a theatrical, like a beautiful theatrical eruption. Yeah. Um. But again, like so many of our cases, it's sometimes hard to, I mean, I guess it's hard to do both to like calm yourself and breathe through the situation. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's hard to erupt in that regard without the information because I don't want to make a fool of myself. Yeah. Um, And this situation was just so strange that I think I'd also just be kind of like stunned and and that would prevent me from going off on him immediately. Um, Totally. I might have as Griff, maybe got it out of him in the full group. You know, I don't know that I would have erupted, but I probably would have sat down with a criminal or minimal mug with criminal (laughs) pointing at him and like worked it out of him like slowly. Would have been incredible. Yeah. Like a tasteful drama that unfolds across an hour. Mm. But I mean, any, anyone else like coming up is guilty for you? Cause I feel like I think this one's pretty cut and dry. Totally. And I guess I'd be curious what our listeners think about their decision to let the his girlfriend know that mm. he was, I, I would call this cheating on her, being very deceitful. I don't think cheating is just kissing or physical intimacy. I think it can be emotional cheating as well. And mm-hmm. I'd be curious to hear what our listeners think about their decision to let her know. Cause from my end, maybe yours as well, like I think they made the right decision. Oh, yeah. To me, it's obvious. Yeah. But yeah, maybe to somebody else, it's like, I don't know you. That's yeah. not my life. But totally. Yeah. yeah. Let her figure it out herself. What will play out will play out um, without catalyzing it. But, you know, I think I think they did the right thing. So I'm curious to mm-hmm. hear. I think to me, I think it's obviously made the right choice, considering that the result was them breaking up. Mm-hmm. If they had let them know and then they had done absolutely nothing, I would have been like, huh, I guess there's something going on there. and Maybe I shouldn't have touched it. Yeah, totally. And I guess it's theirs to deal with. Like you're just presenting the information. And I guess you could argue that that's, like we said, not your business to do. But if they had decided, if she, the ex-girlfriend had decided, you know what, slap him on the wrist and we'll we'll take care of it and figure it out. That's that's on her to figure out. Like mm-hmm. I'm obviously as a stranger, not going to push for anything more than that. But yeah, I'm going to give you the information. You make a decision as an independent woman and good luck. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Screw you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's I hope he's lonely. Um, thank you so much for submitting this crime, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the ever-evolving protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard because I never need to say it because it's for, whatever. Anyway. We also yeah. like are at a point with episodes. We have a fair amount of episodes behind us that a, I don't want to reuse like an iconic name that comes right. to mind and B, I don't want to accidentally use their actual name. Yes. exactly. So, um, <laughs> forgive us for protecting you all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Griff and I are so stoked. We have a sponsor this week. 
Hello Adorn. This is a jewelry company that makes jewelry that is life-proof and perfect for every day. It's so cute. Absolutely. I'm actually wearing their Tony bracelet, which I've been looking for, a nice bracelet like this. And I've got around my neck their Hera chain, which is gold and just lovely for winter. Yeah, they're both like really handsome. I got the tiny twist earrings, which I love because I'm a baby. I only have one hole, but they twist in and they look like you have cutie double hoops. Like order them, they're so cute. And then I got an ear cuff for the same reason. It cuffs around your ear, but then it looks like double hoops. Get them, they're like so cute, so pretty. You look so good. And every piece is made in their Eau Claire, Wisconsin studio by their team of very talented makers. And they use the highest quality materials they can find. Um, their pieces are nickel-free, hypoallergenic. And I personally love that they're based in Wisconsin. My mom's from there. So wearing jewelry that reminds me of her from a place that she grew up in is extra sentimental for me. Woo! We also wanted to highlight that Hello Adorn's Social Good Collection provides 100% of sales to various causes related to racial injustice, body positivity, women's reproductive rights, and more. Again, that's their social good collection. So head over to Instagram at HelloAdorn or shop HelloAdorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's HelloAdorn.com slash petty. Look great. Stay petty. Thank you, HelloAdorn, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. All right, you ready for a little criminal or minimal? I think so. Here, let me gather it. We still got a fair amount from our Instagram submission a few days ago. Thank you all for speaking up and speaking out with your petty one-offs. Let's begin. This one I've thought about for a while. Submitted by Bridge Plate to Nowhere. Criminal or minimal? If it's yellow, let it mellow, but at work. Oh. Criminal. Yeah. And I won't be expounding. Okay. <laughs> I will Crimin be. I think at home, it's fine. I think at work, you have to be mindful of strangers' space. Yeah. Unless you, where you work is a uh, national park. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, okay. Criminal or minimal? Brushing your teeth in the shower. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say... I'll say minimal. I've never mm -hmm. done that. I thought I know people do that. Actually, I'm going to say criminal. What? How long does it take you to brush your teeth? Two minutes, right? That's the dentist recommended time. That's okay. two more. You're 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 wasting less water at the sink than you are standing in the shower, and that's no, my only reason. No, mm -hmm. you know what? No, because you know what? No, there are <laughs> things that people do in the shower that require marination like a deep conditioning treatment. The deep conditioner goes in and then you give yourself a task to do in the middle, like brushing your teeth. Hmm. You don't get it. Okay, you don't get it. Yeah, I don't have hair um, by choice. And it's weird. I thought the structure of this was someone pitched a, <laughs> a criminal or minimal and then the other one weighed in on it. But I guess <laughs> like our protagonist's name, the show is evolving. Well, you know what? Sometimes there are opinions and sometimes opinions <laughs> yeah. are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Your hair looks so shiny, by the way. It's really nice. Wow, maybe it's because I brushed my teeth while I had my shit in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you think, everyone. You're not changing it? No. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. <laughs> I said what I said. Okay, okay, okay. Criminal. Um, oh, wait. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going off the rails here. Criminal, criminal or minimal? 
This is relevant to our crime, kind of. Submitted okay. by Angela. Hi, Angela. Criminal minimal saying, if I were single, I'd be into you when you have a girlfriend at home and no one asked. Criminal, even if someone asked. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to just talk out of your ass. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, that, that gives me Seth vibes, too. It's like, OK, like, but aren't you happy with your person? Why are you even at a place to be saying this to me? Also, like, cool, dude. Like, if I were it's like, oh, I I had I had a guy one time tell me he was with someone and he was like, if anything changes between us, I'll hit you up. And I got what he meant by that. Obviously, like he's in a relationship. If he ends up being single, we'd build something out. But I don't want to be your like, I want to be your pri- primary option. Mm-hmm. So hold it in. Yeah, you don't get to make backup plans. No, exactly. That's what it is. Like, I don't want to be your backup like your rainy day. Yeah. Option. All right. One more. Sure. Cool. Eating dinner. Are you going to respect my answer? Depending on what it is. <laughs> if it's right, I will. People okay. can brush their teeth in the shower. I cannot believe you said criminal. I'll be carrying that anger with me in my heart. Perfect. Can't <laughs> wait to see you this weekend. <laughs> okay. Eating dinner food for breakfast, a.k.a. spaghetti at six in the morning. <laughs> minimal and kooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's minimal. I mean, like, I am... I have to start my day with eggs. Actually, this morning I was I was running out of time getting to the studio and I am a big egg guy. Um, mm. So for me, it's a little criminal because that's just how I start my day. It's like my coffee. But mm-hmm. I think as long as you're getting some kind of sustenance and energy in your body to start your day, so you have a very productive, focused day, go for yeah. it. If that's spaghetti, if that's Fruit Loops, if that's a fried egg sandwich with cheese that my dad used to make for us growing up that I definitely Mm. (sighs) didn't appreciate enough. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's all like, it's all, we've just been socialized to like, it's all arbitrary. Like spaghetti is, I don't know. Yep. Totally. And you travel, like when I went to um, Iceland last year, the breakfast was so different than what I had grown up with in the States. Mm. Uh, And anywhere you travel, it's, you know, it's just, it's not like pancakes and eggs and bacon. Um, so yeah, get your sustenance. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. (laughs) Till next time. Stay petty. Bye.